Hi everyone, welcome back. Before we get into the stories, I need to give a bit of a warning for story number three, as it mentions child grooming, so if you want to avoid that type of content, now you know. And if you ever want to share a story, I have my website linked in the description, as well as a pinned comment. All that being said, let's get into the stories. And remember to always stay hungry. The story happened during my junior year of high school, so I was around 17 at the time. I live in a beach town in North Carolina, and I was in my first class of the day, physical science. We were working on our assignments, and the fire alarm started going off. Everyone thought it was a typical fire drill, so we evacuated the building as usual. After getting outside, staff started instructing us to get further away from the building, and we learned that there had been a bomb threat called into the school. We ended up staying outside on the football field for six hours while law enforcement brought in the dogs and searched every single book bag in the building. Everyone got severely sunburned because it was around springtime when this happened so it was really hot here in North Carolina. When they brought us lunch, it was frozen ham and cheese sandwiches, and they were frozen solid. Eventually, we were all given the clear to re-enter the building shortly before dismissal that day. I know this story isn't all that scary, but it really is when you think there's a bomb inside of your school and that everyone's safety is at risk. I really hope that none of you or your future children ever have to go through that same level of stress. Be safe out there. I was in high school when this happened. I'm a girl, and this went on when I was 18. The story starts when I was getting coffee in between classes with a classmate. A creepy 40-something-year-old man came up to us, and while we were sitting down talking about coffee we're getting and about classes, it starts to tell my friend that he's sitting in a seat. For some context, this was a cheap corner shop coffee next to a gas station, so there's no assigned seats, just two chairs and a table, and whoever was first and lucky that got to sit down. My classmate, not wanting to look intimidated by him, starts to telling him that this isn't his seat and that he's not moving since he was the first one there. There was something really scary about this man, and I was already shaking. The next thing I know, he's threatening my colleague, telling him he's going to shoot him, even though he doesn't pull out a gun and we live in a country where gun permits are very hard to get. But I get extremely scared, and I go inside the coffee shop to order my coffee, because I couldn't stand sitting next to that man one more second. The worker at the store tells me that the man is crazy, and that we shouldn't take him seriously. People in my country, me included, are kind of used to crazy homeless people, and we encounter them pretty much on a daily basis, so it's not really seen as such a creepy thing. But I have a lot of anxiety anyways, and the thought of being killed by this random crazy man just made me freeze and made my heart drop. Anyways, as this man and my friend are having a steering contest outside, the creepy man backs away and leaves, congratulating my friend for being brave and not being intimidated and then leaves. As he's leaving, 
I'm thinking that's it, and it was just another creepy homeless dude. As a disclaimer, I'm not using homeless as an insult. I'm simply stating the obvious since he was carrying big bags with a lot of clothes on his bike. Well, fast forward to summer vacation. I'm in the inner city meeting up with some friends at another coffee place than the one in the first encounter, and I see the same man. He seems to recognize me, and he starts walking towards the coffee place. He just stays some meters away from me, and then stares at me and my friends. I begin to tell my friends about this man, how scared I am of him, and they all start swearing at him and showing him the finger, but he just stays staring at me like a crazy person, as well as smiling with the most unnerving smile that I've ever seen. I don't know how to explain it, but I've just never been so scared of a human being in my life. He had a malicious smile that really made me freeze with anxiety. After a while, we all started ignoring him, as he wasn't leaving, and when it was time to go and separate from my friends, I just couldn't think properly, and I said I was going to take the bus with one of the friends I was with, so I wouldn't be alone in the bus stop with this creepy-ass man, because at this point, I was pretty sure he was going to follow me to the bus stop at least, if not, maybe even my home. We start walking to the bus stop, and of course, he's following us. I began feeling a hundred times more scared than before. For some context, he's with his bike as the same time he was when I first saw him. He's a bit ahead of us on his bike, stopping from minute to minute just to check if we're still going in that direction. My friend had also asked some of the boyfriends of hers which were at the coffee place to walk with us and to walk with us to the bus stop to feel a little safer. In order to get to the bus stop and the bus, we had to get across this road. He remains on the other side of the road, and we then exhale, as we then realize he didn't take the bus with us. The man just starts waving, smiling with that same malicious smile while the bus is leaving. At this point, I then get off after a few stops, since the bus my friend was taking wasn't going in the direction of my house, and I just call my mom and dad to pick me up. My dad picks me up, and I tell him what happened, and he's livid. He tells me the next time I go out, he's going to come with me and sit far away, and then just observe to see if the man shows his face again. Anyway, I don't go out for a while, being scared and all, and a few months pass, and I don't see him again. I had really started to forget all about him, until one late summer night. I was out with my ex and my cousin, and we wanted to go to a club. Since this was right after the pandemic, the clubs only held parties outside, and the party was on the street, and the DJ booth was placed basically on the windowsill of the street facade. We get some drinks from inside the club, and we go outside to dance, when I then see a bike and a man on it. I wasn't really sure if it was the same man or not, since it was dark outside. But I tell my ex and cousin, who were up to date with what was going on with this man. Thankfully for me, and really unluckily for the other people at the party, the police were called for public disturbance by the neighbors on that street, so they were there to shut down the party. As the man is circling around us on his bike and smiling, I then realize it's definitely him. I go straight to the police officer that was at the end of the street, and I tell him what's going on. When the man sees this, he instantly starts pedaling much faster, 
and I then lose sight of him while trying to pinpoint him to the police officer. The policeman just tells me that there's really not much that can be done since the legal system is shit in our country, and that if I make a complaint about this guy, he'll most likely be let out with a warning and that he'll only be in jail for one night and then let free. He proceeds to explain how the only way to put him away for good is if he actually offends, which makes me angry as hell on the inside. And I also feel really disappointed again in the legal system of our country, but at least I got him off my back for that night. The last thing the officer tells me is to always be aware and be safe, and to never walk alone at night since there had been a lot of reports of attacks in a park which was really close to the club we were at, as well as the center part of the city in general. That was the last time I saw him, but I still really remember it to this day, and I probably will never forget this man's face for as long as I live. I really feel rage towards him to this day, because he managed to make me feel so vulnerable and disarmed. I couldn't and will never understand why someone would want to cause so much psychological pressure to another person. It really is messed up. When I was in high school, I didn't have any friends. I mean, I wasn't the kid sitting on their own in the corner of the schoolyard kind of thing, but I just didn't have any solid friendships or groups. However, my second cousin who was related to me through being fostered by a distant relative was in the same year level as me. Through being somewhat related, we became very friendly, and I was introduced to a small trio of mates. I had shared similar interests with them, like computers, video games, books, and more stuff, so I didn't mind hanging out with them. Now, my cousin was always strange. Weird and strange and peculiar, I'd say. But I accepted this, as I'm a fairly eccentric person myself, and I pretty much put it down to him being a foster kid with a really rough upbringing. Apparently, his biological mom's addiction is what led him to being taken by child services and then ending up in a foster home. Sad, I know, but not uncommon, unfortunately. Along with his odd behavior, the other guys and I suspected that my cousin was also gay. It was more of an uncomfortable, humorous suspicion based on his flamboyant personality and touchy-feely antics. There were a few times when we'd all play fight wrestle and get each other in headlocks, that kind of thing, where we swore that one time he was, should we say, physically aroused from it. Needless to say, we avoided any physical interactions from then on. Don't get me wrong here, we weren't anti-gay or anything, but you can imagine the discomfort, especially when you're 14. But regardless of the strangeness of my cousin, I was dealing with an alcoholic father on a daily basis and a subsequent turbulent home life myself, so I think I stayed friends with them in a kind of kindred spirit way, based on the account of us both having screwed up families. Now, to continue the story... It's important that I describe this next part, and I hope it makes sense to any non-Australians. Now, in my town, there are a whole bunch of high schools scattered across the area, but when students have to finish year 10 from their respective colleges, and then move on to year 11 and 12 before they graduate, almost every student is sent to the same big school, right in the middle of town. 
Strange concept, I know. But it's kind of cool that every public school teenager in town spends two years all together. You meet new people, attend big parties, and you pretty much forget about the last four years you spent at your old high school. Importantly though, when you attend this particular school, you have complete autonomy and responsibility for your own class attendance. So if you want to skip any periods and just walk into the city to get some chips and gravy, buy some clothes or music, or just loiter, there's nothing to stop you. So, you can imagine what it's like to go from being under constant authority for four years to suddenly attending a new big school and in the middle of town with complete freedom to come and go as you liked. So, with the school being in the center of town, there was a big public park that served as the school's unofficial grounds. And importantly to this story, neighboring the main campus building was a primary school. Like me, my cousin wasn't too interested in studying and the newfound freedom only enhanced our apathy towards school, particularly attendance. We'd walk into town, buy coffee and food from the cheap bakery, and we'd spend hours at the Land Cafe playing Command and Conquer Generals, as well as Battlefield 1942. Yeah, that gives you an idea of what time period this took place in. One day, as I was expecting that we would visit our usual haunt, my cousin tells me that he's heading next door to the primary school, and I should come along. Apparently, he had been granted access to the school to help children read, and he had been doing this for some time. As someone who loves reading, grammar and literature in general, I thought, sounds fun. So we enter the primary school, and the whole time my cousin is leading the way, and we walk up the main stairs through the corridor and into a busy, noisy classroom. The teacher of the classroom acknowledges us, and she just continues on with her work without really paying any attention. Strangely, I didn't even have to explain why I was there. I remember listening to kids who must have been in grade 3 or 4 read and helping them pronounce words, etc., and thinking to myself, surely this all must be legit, right? But how odd is it that we just walked in like this? I happen to notice that my cousin is spending pretty much the entire time with one particular student. He seems to have familiarity with this boy, and he even introduces me to the kid. The boy seemed really happy to see my cousin, and my cousin likewise. Hmm, this must be his favorite student, I thought, and I went back to listening to the reading. The second time he took me to the school, the teacher of the classroom wasn't expecting us. I can vaguely remember her saying something like that she didn't know anything about it, and it was probably best that we come back another time. Weird, I thought. But maybe there really was just some mix-up, and the teacher wasn't notified of us. In case you were wondering why I kept going, I had always shown an interest in education, and at one point, I had even studied for three years to become a primary school teacher myself. That is, until changing a career choice for something a little less stressful. However, the third time my cousin asked me to join him, I agreed. But this time, it was different, and I never went there again. As we were approaching the main campus building, with him leading the way as usual, I got a strange feeling. It was a different time of the day compared to the last two times, and there seemed to be a lack of confidence in my cousin. Upon approaching the door, he seems nervous, like he's really reluctant to go in. 
He hesitates as he pushes the entrance doors open and sort of just creeps through the hallway up the stairs, cautiously looking out for somebody. We make it up the stairs and into the corridor just outside the classroom, and he's just kind of hesitating to do anything, all the while with this creepy cheeky grin on his face. This time the classroom isn't noisy. There's no hustle and bustle, just quiet murmuring coming from outside. I can distinctly remember thinking, we're really, really not meant to be here, are we? And I asked my cousin what exactly it was that he was doing here. Are they expecting us this time? He still had that disturbing, presumptuous grin on his face. Assuming that they were indeed not expecting us again, and that we're going to get in trouble, I left. I just thought in that incident that my cousin was just being audacious. I mean, he was an audacious person, stealing money from his parents, hacking the school's admin and so forth, so I just thought that was another aspect of it. That was until one day as we were chatting, he had mentioned the boy from the classroom, the one that I saw him fixated on. He told me that he'd still been going over to the school to see him, to talk to him, not only in the classroom, but also at the playground as well. My cousin also said that he'd seen him outside of school and that he'd actually gone to watch him play soccer on the weekend and that he was also planning on going again next Saturday. Yeah, off go the alarm bells. Even more confronting was that he even proposed visiting the boy's house. I can't really remember how I reacted in that moment or what I even said. I think I just did the whole, oh, okay. But in my actual mind being like, what the actual fuck? And I had started to put all of the pieces together. The constant visits to the school, the trespassing and sneaking into the campus. He was never ever meant to be there. There was no helping kids to read. There was no assisting the teacher. None of it. It was all just a cover to see this one boy. My cousin, only 16 years old, was stalking a child, and I was the only one who knew about it. After much thought, I eventually decided to contact our school's assistant principal. It was more of a, this is something to be concerned about, right? And I briefly told her everything I knew, what my cousin had said, and what he was doing and what I had seen. I received a reply email, and she was, well, very, very interested to talk to me. I can remember sitting in her office, a large room with old portraits and books, thinking that I'm way over my depth here. I was crapping myself, thinking that I was going to get in trouble for being an accomplice or something, and that I just opened the lid of something bigger than I could handle. But the assistant principal was actually very supportive, and after a few face-to-face -face meetings, the school took action. I don't actually know what they did, but my cousin was definitely banned from even going near the primary school. He dropped out, or he might have even been expelled. I don't know, but he just kind of vanished. I also think that the police were notified too, and subsequently, this must have put him on their radar, because the story doesn't quite end here. A few years later, I had saw an article in the local newspaper. It was concerning a local man who had been arrested for grooming a child and suspiciously observing and stalking the grounds of a primary school on a constant basis. His home was raided and his computers were confiscated. The hard drives were loaded with child pornography 
as well as personal photographs, and after numerous charges, he was consequently jailed. Interestingly enough, the man's name was printed in the article, and as you guessed it, it was none other than my cousin. I was shocked, but oddly not surprised, and I thought to myself, did I without knowing begin a process all those years ago that led to the apprehension of a predator? What if I had ignored it and not taken action, and in not doing so, prevented something much, much worse? I'm just really glad I took action when I did. 